1: As I dive into conversations with amazing guests about what they are not sorry for in creative and loving ways. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody, to another unapologetically bold I'm not sorry for. And I am so pumped today to have Sabrina on with me.
0: Thanks for joining me today, Sabrina. Hey, thanks, Emily, so much for bringing me on with your audience. And thanks, everyone, for listening in. I know you can be doing anything, and you're choosing us. Yes, and it's going to be such a fun
1: conversation. You say we both both brought our bright game today. We're in our bright colors. Just like I think that that describes us. We are very bright and shiny in possibly some dark spaces. And that's what this Unapologetically Bold is about about how you're human at home, work, and play, and bringing positivity, not like rainbows and butterflies, which sometimes we might can do, but it's about bringing the realness, how being, it says in the intro, being hot, humble, open, and transparent about us, and what makes us uniquely who we are. So again, thank you for joining me, Sabrina.
0: Yeah, so appreciating a space like this where people can just be themselves. And at the end of the day, we are all just unique self. Yes, we might come from a similar background, culture, even school and title. But how we are brought up, how we accept the poison versus the pleasant juice into our own head and how we pivot, our attitude is so unique. And that makes us who we are. And that's okay. if you're different. Amen, amen to that. So, Sabrina, just
1: for the listeners, tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into what you're not sorry for.
0: Yeah, I am a heart and long surgery PA with more than ten years' background in public health and neuroscience. So, a couple of years back, I became an international peak performance speaker because I personally had gone through what most people thought is burned out. Now, I believe. Young professionals like us are just so driven. We are ambitious. We wanted to get somewhere very quickly. But because we wanted this rush of get going, guess what? I was in a position working 80 hours a week and feeling like I have to prove myself, prove to others, doing more cases, patients, on call. One day, barely 8 o'clock in the morning, I was already exhausted because I was wearing that beeper again. And there's one time I was having to be on call 29 days straight. Mm -hmm. And that particular morning, I woke up with a fever, feeling just achiness that you just don't feel well. And it wouldn't have been so bad, except I was completely gowned up with my hands inside a patient's open chest for his heart surgery. And... Typically, I'm like this. I'm going, I'm chatting, even doing procedures. And my nurse noticed that I was quiet. Sabrina being quiet is probably not a pretty good thing. So they took pity on me and passed day cold and cough drop under my mask just to keep me going. Now, the next morning when I woke up, not any better, of course. And I was covered in night sweat, barely can get out of bed. So I had to call in sick, realizing that it doesn't take a medical degree to tell anybody you got to rest.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So when I got on the phone with the person, my boss on the other line, he goes, you're just telling me this now? <laughs> I just felt in me. that like stab into your heart, like that mm-hmm. super Taking for granted, so unappreciated. And study actually been found that the number one factor in workplace performance is appreciation. It actually beat out promotion, beat out more salary, more independence, autonomy, and training. So if we don't feel valued in what we're doing, either by ourselves and by other people, then we continue to pour out and then become what you don't even want to do anymore. You start losing the aim and your reason why you're even in this place, the first place. So I believe at the end of the day, we actually don't have a burnout issue. We have a moral judgment decision-making issue and a leadership issue.
1: Mm, I agree so much to that. And I think that flows fantastically for what you are not sorry for. So
0: the show's code unapologetically bold. Sabrina, what are you no longer apologizing for? I am not sorry for saying no, because no is a perfect sentence. Think about this way. When we're younger, we're so good at saying yes and no, because we don't restrict ourselves at all. Yes, when we grow up, we start conforming into others' expectations and our own arbitrary expectations. Who is to say you have to be perfect or you have to go to certain level in your career or degrees for you to be someone? You are your unique self already. We just don't even remember what that feel like, look like. And when we lose that part of us, losing that aim, then of course we start making decisions and saying yes to a lot of things that are truly just robbing our time, our energy, and our sanity. Don't forget Mm. that last part. And I think that's so
1: important to go even back to your story on that. How many times did you want to say no, but I'm a people pleaser. I love to make people happy. But I found at some point in time, I am giving their happiness for my own energy. And at times, it didn't serve me or it did not do things that Put me at a higher level than I needed to be so that I can serve the rest of the group, you know, and it was draining. So for you, what I know that you said that whenever you had that nurse pull your mask off just so that you could have a cough. Was that that moment when you're like, "Nah, this this can't be it anymore. Or what was your your moment when you're like, I need to start saying no.
0: I believe my story is not unique. Many people in healthcare or any other high demanding career have that moment of you just going to work even though you feel sick and you don't feel well and you felt like, ah, it's a little bit of no problem. So for me, that was the beginning journey of seeing progression. And to see myself have been changing my attitude from just going, hanging out, enjoying, and it becomes, oh my God, everyone wants something like that thing. I'm responsible for someone all the time. This is not life. And when I mentioned I was on call continuously, I had one of my patients who are just as young as us in the early 30s. He ignored his cough and cold symptoms and ended up having an infection in his heart valve. And actually, by the time he got to us, he needed his fourth open heart surgery. And all triggered down from. You're ignoring your own signs. And then you start going to the ER only when things hit rock bottom. And I don't want it to be a person like that on my own table. And I also know that life simply means more. So I had to step back, just accept, right? Own up to you, you haven't own up for so long. You allow other people to drag your life in a certain way on their path inside your path. So mm. my own research back in the day of my neuroscience and public health day was on self-efficacy, self-care, stress management, and performance, that positive psychology side. So I dived a little deeper, learning from Brenda Burchard, uh, different uh, other coaches from Stanford, like my coach uh, Shiza, who focused on, what does that really mean? Why are we having this emotional roller coaster? can't sustain our happiness? Because we know knowledge, right? At the EQs, IQ, they're just knowledge. They're just tools. If you don't use it correctly, they're not serving you. And even you use it correctly, there's always gonna be some unforeseen roadblocks that are gonna come to your way. If you allow yourself to be stuck in that roadblock, don't know how to pivot out to be the resourceful, the curious part of you, then you no longer be able to step up. So those are the sabotaging behavior we need to recognize and get ourselves out. Then we can truly build what what I call that mental immunity to go forward Mm -hmm. and then figure out what is that true mission, motivation we have in life and continue to redefine that. Because one day, things always change. You're, you're, You're... more people coming into your life, you start thinking about what it needs to be done. But if we don't do that, we get stuck in one place. Now, ultimately, to be that high performer, to be super efficient, productive, is start with knowing your energy level. How Mm. can you reboot that basic foundation so you're more focused, more calm, more direct with your thought and your actions? I love that. It makes me think of, a
1: thing I do with some of my clients it is your phone like if you take out your phone right now I can easily know where to look at to see my battery level and many people are always aware what their battery level is but are you with yourself do you know whenever you're drained do you know when you need to be recharged do you know what outlets you need to be plugged into to bring you back up to the level so that you can do what you're meant to do, and it's more than just being a product for somebody. It's going into that purpose, and I love that you talk about self-efficacy. I believe that's very important in having the the compassion, I, the self-compassion side that comes from it, and caring for yourself, especially if you're a caregiver, and that's a lot of my focus. Is either healthcare or it's high-stress, high-demand areas because. If you're not caring for yourself, something's going to fall. It, 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 I've never seen where it doesn't. And all that to say, though, is you starting to say no is not easy either. And so I'd love to talk about that for a minute is there's this kind of dilemma between which sucks more, <laughs> being nervous and going into the uncomfortable or staying where you're at and just waiting until you may end up on your table.
0: Yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. So if you think about life, we're in the comfort bubble, right? And there's your first circle. And then I guess what's outside of that circle is your fear zone, mm-hmm. right? Many people don't want to even put their foot into that water of fear. They feel like, oh, my goodness, what could happen? Are you going to get shocked? Like a really world is going to tumbling down? Like how come we're so dramatic about this fear zone, which is so unrealistic, right? And then, and one of the exercises I even work with my patient about, and actually I mentioned one of the TV segments I was just in, it's when you get stuck in somewhere that you just like, oh, I can't believe this happened, right? Like this is terrible or your fear from just get started. Ask yourself this question, what is the probability this actually gonna happen, right? Mm -hmm. And write that down, as detailed as possible about this scenario. And then you're gonna flip the table. What's the probability of this turn out to be the amazing best thing you ever had done for your life? And then what we're gonna do is you're gonna position yourself as your best friend. What will he or she tell mm-hmm. you when it's in the same situation? Mm-hmm. Right? When we take ourselves out of that being in the situation, then your logic comes back. Then your reasoning comes back, then your emotional well-being start coming back. So that is getting out of the fear zone because guess what's outside the fear zone is growth zone. Growth means there are growing pain. There's mm-hmm. things you figure out as you move forward in life. And it's okay when we start on our first step, it might not be the best step, but at least you know whether it worked or not. If you didn't even step out to try this thing, how can you validate an idea, when you're just hearing it from other people, you have no personal experience in it. Your uniqueness can make something great versus other people's uniqueness. It won't work for them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So guess what? It's outside the growth zone. That's when you actually accelerate because you know so clearly what needs to be done to get to that and go. And now you can beeline it. Now you have that internal compass. You don't have to be distracted. And now you can say no to anything that comes to you that's not aligning with who you are, how you want to show up and what's the end product that you can create. Mm, I love
1: that. It makes me think of, I call it, well, it's called the celery test. I call it the apple test because I hate celery. But it's basically the, and it's what I've used to know when to say no. And it's, again, it's not an easy thing. But say that you are going to the grocery store and you have an apple, you have potato chips, and you have ice cream. Your goal is to live healthy. Instantly, I know my decision. We can do that with our values, knowing what your values is. For my company with Workspeed, it is accountability, connection, and results. Is the things and are the things that we are doing, are they going to give people those aspects. It's fine. And it's based again on my my listeners know this on my nerdiness on oxytocin. Is it going to give us that loving grandmother? Is it going to give us that release of connection, of bonding, of humanity that's needed while also giving us a sense of safety and security? Because what you even spoke about earlier is the importance of this is a leadership problem. Burnout is a leadership problem. It's self-leadership, yes, but it's also leaders. In general, having the confidence to know themselves first. And then from there going out and speaking with other people, are you burned out? Like, and what are the things that I'm doing that is killing your energy that is depriving of you? And I can even think so many experiences in my life of just when some leaders, they they gave me the energy and they depleted it. And if the word no was used more. Because as a high performer, and I want to love to go into your thoughts on this. Whenever you kept saying yes, those 29 days consecutively, what was your thought process to why you couldn't say no?
0: Such a great question. I think it all comes down to obligation. We have a sense of obligation that if we don't do it, no one else can. And then we doing what? We put ourselves onto a pedestal. Why are you not able to delegate? First of all, why can't you just ask for help to be able to think about what these other options out there? Now, sometimes it can just be a resource problem, right? You're not in the, uh, a team that can support you. And that's also one of the big questions I ask people when they're in that transition, uh, whether you just graduate or you you're been working and wanting to get to the next level. I ask you, how would you feel and what does that look like for you in a team base? How do you want to be supported? Because ultimately having a dream boss who can support you, elevate you, means so much more than finding an ideal job description. Mm. Just because this job description might match what you want now, it doesn't mean the additional things when we see the life equation, right? Outside all our input of time, energy, intrinsic value, sanity, resource, money, all that stuff, the output is not just your ROI of how much you're making in return. That's what people get stuck on. They Mm -hmm. only think about the ROI. If I put in this, I have to get something money-wise, right? Otherwise, it's not valuable. No, no. Yes, that is one way to measure. There's three other ways you need to think about, which are lifestyle. Is it truly matching how you want to live? Do you even know how you want to live? Uh Then your future value. What does that mean for you in the person growing into the next state of your life and that is what personal growth because we know if we become stagnant if we're just like oh i'm pretty good i'm satisfied which is a great feeling but we always need to have this 10 percent extra that we want to go forward because that's what's gonna lead us drive us keep us going from a momentum motivation standpoint right? And if we continue to have a little bit extra, and then we feel what, more joy, excitement due to that novelty that we're creating as we're growing into tomorrow to the next day.
1: Mm, I love it. And it makes me think on some of the studies and research on longevity. You know, exercise and eating is a part of it, but it's also that connection and learning and belonging that that come in with that as well. And if you're so burned out, you got to think a battery eventually dies out, you know, (laughs) and if it's used in the wrong capacity, its lifespan will be shortened. There's not much difference than a human in the aspect that you have this internal battery in you and there's things that you can do to energize it. But if you let it just run in a way that it's not designed, it will it will end sooner, and I've never met somebody that ever said at the end of their life that, "Hey, um, I wanted to do more emails. I wanted to make sure I, um, I I remembered my password. You know, I changed it the correct time every time, or I did this many products." No, they talk about the memories. They talk about the life moments that gave them joy, gave them energy. The times whenever they did scary things like. For me, I know that heard my father how he sold a vehicle that he made from scratch. Um, he was a poor kid and he built it from hands up, and he sold that to start his business. Like that's a memory that he tells us all the time, and that's what I want my kids. But there are so many people. I remember whenever I started, I, I was leaving the healthcare industry. Well, still in it, but leaving that corporate healthcare job. And somebody told me I couldn't leave. That's so scary. That's so, I just couldn't do that. I'm like, yeah, you can. (laughs) They're like, no, I can't. I'm like, but why? You're no different. Like you have amazing gifts and talents. So I think that's something I want to go into gifts and talents to be able to, the importance of knowing it. So again, that you can say, no, we talked about values, but also your talents and your gifts
0: right and that's take some work to discover some people feel like their gift of talent is based on skills only right mm-hmm. purely but other people's gift and talent something that um i'm doing is my genius zone is actually taking a lot of people have multiple passion right they wanted to do xyz in their business or in their career in their life but then what it become overwhelming because you Again, lost focus. It's not about having multiple passion. It's knowing which one is actually just a hobby and which one is actually going to perform and take you somewhere in life. So when people have all this, I'm very easy to say, "Who? I think only one or two is what drives you and naturally lights you up. And you're really good at Because if we don't stay in that Zoom 80% of the time of your passion and proficient Then you are being distracted and you are dragging yourself down into a different rabbit hole is actually not going to produce you any value in life. I love that. And so for people that are listening into this and they're like, I'm still
1: apologizing for saying no, what would you tell them?
0: I will ask you, what is your value system? Many people are gonna ask you for your time, resources, and sanity to feed off theirs. (laughs) People are living for their own. Even as leaders, people don't work for you. They work for themselves. And they will elevate their proficiency by knowing the goals and value that's similar to yours and by you highlighting what they're naturally good at. So when people are asking you what to do, I always tell my client, let's give yourself just half hour, hour on the weekly basis to do what? Burnout bulletproof alignment. What does that even mean? You're going to write down three of your core value system for this week. And anything that's outside these three, guess what? No, automatically eliminated. You can be so robotic like that too. And you don't have to think, overthink it. Because there are, are distraction, They're in this woohoo things. Please, no. And once they go into the category of it, they do align with your value system and what you think you can really, truly create something amazing. Then you have to go into a focus funnel. What does that mean? First, can it be automated? Can it be creating a system that's already categorized all this for you? like your emails, right? And like having then delegation. Can someone do it for you? Even though it might not be 100% of your system, but at least they did it, you can just go back to check. So what that means for me as a speaker, as a uh, consultant, is my VA is going to manage most of my connections, And when I needed to be somewhere and my contents are my own, but she organized it in a way. Now we can put out on LinkedIn, on different blogs, articles, so people can get to know that. So I don't have to do every little detail on myself. And then Mm. what? Once you go down to automation, eliminate, automate, and delegate, then you have to think about, hmm, is this? going to produce me time in the future which is going to rob me time right now even i take five minutes to be able to accomplish now but if it's not something that's going to move me forward in life it's just another mundane thing that should go back on top of the focus funnel right mm. and if it's something like you are able to have a long conversation, build a program for this patient population, and you really know their gap in their problem, and you're producing this result for them. Yeah, there's gonna be a long-term result, right? So that you might want to block off half-hour hour just to do that. And that might be your own idea, plus a team that can synergistically creating something great. But if it's just something that oh you have to reply email with your availability to speak somewhere right to pull a record for another person, guess what? That's not your Zoom, of passion, or genius. So really think about not only your value system but what you're really good at. And to take mm-hmm. that step further is every week just pick out one of your skills that you wanted to grow. Or dive deeper into and how do you want to do that? And or maybe you need to connect with someone to help you do that, right? So now we start to creating even more novelty and excitement in life. I love it. I think it's so powerful and so important, especially.
1: I love that you put it that way too. Like you're bringing your focus down, and I'm going to talk about delegation all day long. Like I love it, elimination, automation. My best friend, if and that's what I've been doing for years, is I do my list. And if it keeps happening over and over again, there's got to be an app for it. We're in the 20th century or 21st century. Like, there's got to be an app for it by now. And there typically is. But people just taking that time. And I love how you put it. I've never heard it that way. But I love how you you say it that way, that can it give you time later? And that is important. Because it's preventative. You are being proactive instead of reactive and that's a game changer so i appreciate you so much for coming on Sabrina um for anybody that wants to reach out or i know you have a podcast or find you elsewhere
0: may just want to
1: speak with you how can they find you
0: i am very active on LinkedIn as well as Instagram my handle is my phone name at Sabrina Rombach You can also visit my website for anyone who want to really think about is it possible to work with me on a performance level, getting your voice out, knowing your uniqueness. So then you can be less distracted and have the boost of energy to continue wake up excited and going. And you can visit my website, sabrinarombach.com forward slash apply to fill a quick form. And then we can jump on a quick call to see how our energy will be syncing with each other. I love it. Thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you
1: for all the listeners that have listened in. This is going to definitely have given you something because I know it's given me so much thought so much insight and i'm again blessed for you sabrina and blessed for all that's listening in y'all have an amazing day thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of unapologetically bold i'm not sorry for if this touched you in any way please like and subscribe and share with your friends as we continue the message of being unapologetically bold by being hot humans who are humble open and transparent see you next time